0: The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 390 for November 24th, 2013. The FCC mulls in-flight cell phone calling, Sprint to provide a free year of service to students, and Apple starts offering the unlocked iPhone 5S. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Kapis. Brought to you each week by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application. Available now for Android, the iOS, and Windows Phone 8. $1.99. Well, as they do each quarter, Fierce Wireless analyzed the numbers from Strategy Analytics and posted the results on the top carriers in the U.S. for the previous quarter. In Q3 2013, Verizon remained in the top spot with 119.5 million subscribers that edged out number two, AT&T's 109.5 million. Both saw healthy growth with Verizon adding 1.3 million customers and AT&T adding just under 1 million. Keeping in the third spot, Sprint lost 317,000 users, bringing them to 54.6 million. T-Mobile finished fourth with a gain of 1 million users, users finishing at 45 million. Rounding out the top six include U.S. Cellular at 4.9 million, Leap Wireless at 4.6 million. Slots seven through nine belonged to C-Spire, ATN, Entelos, and Cincinnati Bell, each with around half a million subscribers. For the fifth straight quarter, with the exception of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, all other carriers either lost subscribers or had negligible gains it's an interesting uh, kind of spread here we're seeing now as we are up to a 10 million dollar or 10 million customer difference between both uh, number one verizon and number two at&t and then from there we're talking essentially half of what that is with the sprint in third place at 54.6 million
1: yeah. And with the, the latest uh, review consumer report saying Sprint was uh, you know terrible, uh, the worst rated uh, uh, carrier, I think it's going to be real hard for them to even kind of keep up here at this rate, especially with the, the, the inroads that T-Mobile is making. I, I think that's going to be uh, quite a challenge. Uh, from a percentage standpoint, obviously T-Mobile doing
0: exceptionally well, adding a million customers here up to forty-five million. Uh, certainly, it's going to take a little bit before they catch up to Sprint, but uh, you give it maybe six, eight quarters, and uh, that could easily uh, be the case. It, with you know, kind of the things that they're doing, they can add a lot more customers a lot faster uh, than say Sprint is losing, or at least keeping uh, keeping their ground.
1: Yeah, you know, I think so. And especially uh, right now, the, the, the current uh, environment of, you know, smartphones, cell phones, the awareness of, you know, owning your phone outright, the kind of a two year contract deal is getting a little kind of wary to people because they're, you know, the upgrades on these phones. I mean, we they're 600 $700 a piece, you know, full price. The gains aren't, you know, your advantage from upgrading to the newest model. You don't get that much now. The the, the 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 development's kind of slowed a little bit. You know, the the explosive growth where they're improving drastically is just not there so much. So now, let's save money on the monthly service. Maybe do some prepaid. Maybe you know, get the T-Mobile where it's you're not subsidizing the price of new hardware and live with the phone that you have for maybe three years, maybe even four, depending on you know who you are, what you want to do. I, I think that's actually kind of possible these days. So it it's really kind of the, the Environment is changing. It is shifting.
0: I've had a thought about it, too, that I could easily figure out uh, using this iPhone 5 that I have on Verizon with T-Mobile. Easily could just grab a, you know, activate a SIM on there with the, you know, let's say the $30 plan and use this device. In fact, we've got a comment later on about that and uh, just how someone is doing that as well. So we'll save the rest of that conversation for then. But either way, uh, big numbers here from obviously AT&T and Verizon and uh, T-Mobile doing very well. Pretty much everyone else losing ground, though. So there you go. That's that's, uh, where we're at for the first three quarters of the year. Qualcomm on Wednesday announcing a next-generation Snapdragon chipset called the 805. The 805 uses the Crate 450 quad-core processor with clock speeds of up to 2.5 GHz per core and an Adreno 420 GPU. According to Qualcomm, the Snapdragon 805 supports ultra-HD video and low-power hardware on mobile devices for HD video playback. The 805 has an integrated image sensor processor and can faster uh, take or er, support faster picture-taking at resolutions up to 1 gigapixel. Finally, the Snapdragon 805 can, of course, be paired with Qualcomm's wireless modems, supporting LTE carrier aggregation uh, and LTE Category 4, with peak data rates up to 150 megabits per second. The 805 is already sampling and should appear in consumer-grade products during the first half of 2014. The FCC this week said it would be evaluating whether or not U.S. flyers can make cell phone calls and send text messages while in the air. Such use would require special equipment on planes that duplicates the function. Of a cell phone tower and then relays the communications back down to the ground through a dedicated link. This is similar to the current in flight Wi Fi services that are out there. And planes without the special new equipment would still require phones to be kept in the airplane mode uh, option during the flight. The FCC didn't say how long it would take uh, or when it would be actually reviewing that policy. But here's the deal Uh, the chairman of the FCC, Wheeler, had said that uh, the FCC's role is technologically only. He said the job of the FCC was. With respect to the issue, is related to the communications technology, and the technology is available and being deployed uh, today on flights outside of the U.S. that permit the use of mobile devices on planes without causing interference to the cellular networks on the ground. The advances in the technology would no, uh, likely not uh, warrant, on a technology basis, the prohibition of in-flight phone use with the appropriate onboard equipment. So, uh, basically, the, the point here is that we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of things that are going to be coming online here within the next couple of months. Uh, everything from using a uh, you know electronic devices while going through all of the you know in-flight uh you know pr- startup stuff and you know the takeoff the sub uh you know ten thousand foot rule that we've always had that's going to all go away and now we're talking about here specifically what is going to uh to happen here in uh in in this regard so Uh, finishing that off Wheeler also said the uh, public has an opportunity to provide some feedback here on it Uh, he says we understand that many passengers would prefer that voice calls not be made in airplanes Uh, he says I feel that way myself and if the FCC adopts the proposal in the coming months it will be the airlines decisions in consultation with their customers as well uh, to permit and whether or not to permit the voice calls while airborne he says that uh, we believe that airlines are best positioned to take such or make such decisions and for this reason our proposal does not impose any requirements that the airlines should provide voice connectivity and that they encourage airlines, pilots, flight attendants,
1: and the public to engage in the upcoming rulemaking process. So Delta has already announced that they will not uh, allow in-flight calling. I, I can see, however, some carriers would want this because they can charge money for it, you know, especially the, the, the real heavy uh, fee-based airlines would have the onboard equipment because you, you just can't use your phone. I mean, I have broken the rules and turned on my phone to see if I can get a cell uh, coverage while in the air, but you're too high up. I mean, you're, you know, five miles up, you know, 30,000 feet. That's just uh, too far from, you know, regular ground-based antenna to go up that high. And of course, you're traveling way too fast for the, the, the network to cope. So there needs to be some sort of onboard repeater equipment, which would have to be run and operated by either the airline or, a you know, a contractor company that they have, But you would have roaming fees associated with it. Like with cruise ships, you can use your phone, but it's a dollar or two a minute. And I have a feeling it would probably be about the same or they charge you, you know, Thirty bucks to have, uh, you know, free access or you know, full access while you're flying or something like that. So I could see that happening in some airlines, but I think the the vast majority of people do not want that. I saw some you know media coverage; it really you know hit big time, and and most you know uh, flight attendants don't want it, the pilots don't want it. Nobody really wants uh, that on the plane except for uh, you know a handful of people that want to do uh, over the phone business on the flights. But you know, Mickey, it probably wouldn't be that bad if people had. Uh, regular phone headset—you know, headsets like old-style phones where you had a lot of side tone, where you could hear how loud you are. It wouldn't be so bad if people weren't screaming at their phones, and and they would, imagine how bad it would be with the the background noise of the engines in a plane. I mean, everybody'd be screaming at the top of their lungs on their phones because they can't tell that, you know, the the volume of their voice on the phone call itself.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good point. Uh, You know, the other part is, is, you know, I I would be personally looking if I was making a call, I would probably have some sort of headset in to try and drown out more of that noise. Um, But at the very, you know, at the same time. It's not going to be a great sounding call because you're gonna have all of this other background noise as you mentioned that's going to be probably coming through on there so but it's it's one of those things that you think about and you go well you know maybe that wouldn't be so bad but it's it's really easy to give a good comparison of this and this is uh, say take a subway or a bus or some sort of other mass transit and look at how people are communicating on their devices on there today it's always this this kind of you know This one person that gets on the phone and they just totally you can hear everything that's going on and it it just it's not good. And so that would be on a flight that is cross country, maybe when you're trying to relax or, you know, read or do something. yeah, Yeah, Sleep. So uh, I guess the you know, the moral here is if you're going to be on those types of flights, you know, make sure you bring headphones unless you're just really not sensitive to that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I suppose for phone calls that what I would what, what, what would be ideal is like a pilot's headset where you've got both, you know, ear, you know, isolating noise cancellation headphones with the microphone right up against your mouth, you know, where you could just make those calls like the air, the, the pilot does where you, you know, nobody, even if somebody sitting next to you couldn't even hear what you were saying uh, that that that's what would be ideal yeah and obviously that's going to be something that most
0: not not many people are going to do if anybody is going to do, but not when those headsets are like twelve hundred bucks a piece yeah yeah you know it's it's great for phone calls on the planes anyway uh, yeah it's a it's an interesting thing i I know kind of what most people are going to say about this, and that's that they you know they even if they do support it, they're not going to want to have the interruptions, uh, you know, from other people. Or maybe if they support it, they don't realize that maybe they're someone who's actually making these calls that are that are extremely loud, um, you know, and, and disruptive. So I I really don't even like talking on a phone when I'm out in public at all because I just I, I'm not a loud talker. At least I don't think I am, though. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, I also also close the door or try and go in when I'm in an office. I try and do that so I'm not disturbing other people. So at least be conscientious of it. I I think you mentioned Delta. I think Southwest also said that they would not be doing it, if I recall. Um, So but we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with that and who decides to jump in to that and who decides to just say, you know what, you're not going to do it if it's on our flights. Um, And and to your point, Joey, I I saw a lot of the the mainstream media coverage as well. It's like 52% say no, 48% say yes. Uh, And, you know, this is going to be one of those arguments, I think, for the ages here is, uh, you know, the last kind of you know, place for silence anywhere (laughs) up in the skies could be uh, coming to an end here very soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, they even have a cell phone tower up in the the Boundary Waters canoe area here in uh, northern Minnesota, which that was one of the frontiers where just there was no cell coverage. I, uh, I'm someone who, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I love having coverage everywhere
0: because I'm just kind of, you know, a cell phone junkie like that. But either way, I, I do think there is a little bit of uh, sanity that you get restored to your life when you're up in the air and you don't have any way to communicate with, uh, you know, with people via phone. So anyway, uh, that's a fun one. We'll see what happens with this one. Uh, we've also got some other news. Back in April, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration released a voluntary guidelines covering the use of in-car infotainment and in communications in hopes that automakers would reconfigure their systems to make them safer and then on Tuesday NHTSA administrator David Strickland said that at a congressional hearing the administration has uh, the authority to set vehicle smartphone guidelines and will uh, release new voluntary guidelines next year casting a wider net than those that were released back in April the Detroit News reports that this marks the first time the NHTSA has said it has the authority to regulate portable devices including smartphones under the Motor Vehicle Safety Act Act uh, the NHTSA will work with device manufacturers application developers and telecommunications uh, uh, industry folks on the implementation of of portable device guidelines and uh, they should be looking of course to make sure that those are uh, used in a proper way uh, that is obviously highly highly safe and so that's a pretty interesting thing here we'll see what happens there
1: yeah this is going to be an interesting uh battle because this isn't the nobody's just going to uh to lay down and let this happen as far as uh Uh, equipment manufacturers and carriers, they won't want this sort of regulation in vehicles or want the extra burden of meeting these regulations, just basically somewhat arbitrarily set by the NHTSA to say, "Okay, this is what we're doing for anything that's a consumer device in the car. Uh, I mean, imagine if they said, well, you know, having uh, coffee in your car is too dangerous, so you cannot have coffee, but you can have pop because it's not hot that that's what this kind of is, so uh, this is going to be played out in a big legal battle, is what's really going to happen here with this. So uh, don't expect any sort of major resolution, and probably until it hits the Supreme Court, I would imagine at this point. So uh, this will be very interesting to see how this plays out, because yeah, it's it it has pretty far-reaching implications on what it means for your ability to do stuff in the, in the vehicle.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly some some great arguments for why you would encourage certain safety protocols to be enacted here and for them to have some sort of jurisdiction over this. But at the same time, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you bring all these other things into a, a vehicle. Why is a smartphone any different other than it's something that distracts us more than, you know, most other things. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's things like you can't you know drink when you're behind the wheel. Well, uh, you know, is, is this any worse than that? Or is it on par? Or, you know, what, where's that classification going to be? There's a lot of slippery slope type of things that are going to come in, come into play with this one. So very interesting stuff. Here, uh, you know, especially when you consider everything else that's going on in the industry today. Sprint and Best Buy teamed up this week to provide students with a program that offers 12 months of Sprint service for free when you buy a new device from Best Buy. The offer applies to part time or full time students enrolled in elementary, middle, high school, or college. Uh, The offer provides free talk, text, and one gig of data on Sprint's unlimited My Way plan. All students can add unlimited data for an additional $10 per month as well as share lines. The promotion is available from now until January 4th, 2014. Freedom Pop on Tuesday announcing that it will accept a broader range of old Sprint devices on its network with the bring your own phone option. Freedom Pop's voice calls are sent over the data network through voice over IP technology. Freedom Pop offers 200 voice minutes, 500 texts and 500 megabytes of data free each month and recently introduced a plan that includes unlimited texting and calling for $11 a month. FreedomPop said that it will offer LTE-capable devices later this year, though price points will still be closer to the $200 mark. T-Mobile on Thursday said that it will be terminating all billing for premium SMS except for charitable and political giving as soon as possible. The move is in response to customer complaints about the billing practices of some premium SMS providers. T-Mobile says that it's already ceased doing business with one of the largest companies. The move was also being done by AT&T and Sprint, and Verizon says that they are working to wind down premium SMS services. One piece of Dice news this week, uh, Apple on Friday began selling the unlocked iPhone 5S through its website. And as always, Apple is charging $650 for the 16 gig model, $750 for the 32 gig, and $850 for the 64 gig model. Unlocked models are also available in Apple's
1: retail stores. Now, wasn't the T-Mobile one also unlocked, but it was just being sold with a T-Mobile SIM and this one is just being sold without a SIM?
0: And I guess that, that, that is indeed what, what was happening, because obviously you could go and buy it there, but I mean, it, it was the same price. It was just, yes, exactly, as you, as you put it, that's what happened. So, um, you know, no, no real interesting news here other than it just is now available, and, you know, they now have, I guess, the, the amount of inventory that's available to be able to do this that doesn't have to go specifically to, a, uh, to one carrier or another. A couple of pieces of software news. Microsoft this week releasing an updated version of its SkyDrive application for iOS. It now lets iPhones and iPads automatically back up their... Their photos and videos. The app also adopts the iOS 7 design language and also fixes some bugs. It's a free download from the iTunes App Store. Google on Friday releasing an update to its iOS version of Google+, enabling full resolution backups of pictures and videos as well. The app also makes changes to the notification tray and lets users share their location as well as see the location of their friends on a map. These features have been available in the Android version of Google Plus since last month. Google Plus for iOS, a free download from the iTunes App Store. And Dropbox has been updated to version 3.0, and this brings with it an all-new look and, of course, the iOS 7 feel. It includes a smoother, faster iPad experience with easy-to-toggle full-screen mode. You can also share more easily, including via AirDrop. Uh, There's also a video-saving feature as well as enhanced PDF viewing. The update is free and available through the iTunes App Store. A couple of questions and comments this week. First up, a comment from Matt. He says, I was looking to cut my cell phone bill by trying out the T-Mobile $30 plan. I was able to get my hands on an unlocked iPhone Verizon 5 for only $80. Then I called T-Mobile to get the SIM card. T-Mobile was great. I told them what I was doing and they sent me a SIM card with a $10 credit. I then started using Magic Jack as my phone line on the iPhone because of only having the 100 minutes I need a little bit more. I won't lie. It's not great, but it does work. If I'm in a building, it's not so good, but when I'm outside and the coverage is good, it works amazing. Next, I wanted to go through my five gig five, the five gigs on my plan and see how the speeds were after the 4G ran out. I got a text stating that I would only be getting 2G speeds. I'm not sure that it's correct though, because my download speeds are still very fast. If anyone is on a fixed budget, this may be the plan for them. Well, thanks, Matt. Um, Matt also sent along some screenshots showing that uh, he was using uh, the On the T-Mobile site, showing that uh, he was at a, uh, what it said was, your web is at basic 2G speeds, uh, then followed up by some speed tests after that, where he was getting between 8 and 10 megabits down and 2 to 3 megabits up, so I'm not exactly sure what's happening there, but uh, maybe this would, uh, you know, it'll kick in after a little bit i'm sure
1: maybe but uh it's still you still can't even argue with eight to ten speed uh eight to ten even just with the 3g 4g on that uh on that plan that's what my wife is currently on right now that 30 dollar uh plan with the 100 minutes and uh it's it's on the pre-two so it's now covered with the 1900 the new th- uh, 3g 1900 uh network so that's pretty nice but yeah I, I, she's never reached the the five gig uh, limit on that so let me ask you a question. Have you have you
0: had her do any speed tests recently with it? Can you do you have any idea what she's getting? I have no clue. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, you know, and it's it's one of those things. I mean, you said it perfectly. It's like well, even you know even with this I mean it's not LTE but 8 to 10 megs is pretty good uh, you know and we've we've talked about this a little bit here and, and, and just the kind of the changes that have happened as more and more people have got on the LTE network with Verizon here uh, and you know just over time it's it's kind of started to slow down a little bit in fact I'm doing a speed test as we speak um, 60 mega, uh, millisecond ping so that's not bad my download speeds though 9 megabits per second upload speed it's under 2 so it's not all that great I mean in fact if, if I was to put this upside by side with what Matt has sent in here, he's, you know, getting essentially the same thing as I am here paying $30 a month and I'm paying whatever ridiculous amount I'm spending you know, sending in Verizon every month, keep in mind, I'm in a relatively congested area. But still, it's, you know, it's not nearly as good as what it used to be. So unfortunately, um, I I, I do have to start thinking about these kind of options here as maybe better ones than what we have today uh, with the LTE side, just, you know, until they get that stuff squared away. And as we mentioned last week, it's going to be somewhere uh, later this year, early next year, when they finally get all everything taken care of here. So that's, uh, that's very interesting. And Matt, thank you very much for sending that in. It's great.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm getting right now. I just saw a speed test. It was at eight megabits both up and down for me on LT. Mm. Well, up is pretty
0: good. So that's obviously higher. I think they said two to five is what they say is is you know the rating on there. And yep. keep in mind, it's it's still it's not terrible. But when when we first started doing these tests and stuff, and we were saying fifty megabits per second, or gosh, I've seen some of the uh, some of the other you know plans that are out there I think it was Rogers uh, you know I saw somebody do a speed test there and it was almost 100 megabits per second now on LTE it's like wow this the sub 10 stuff is just ridiculous that we're kind of have scrunched our way back down to that so either way uh, this this is great thank you very much Matt for sending that in we'll finish off today with a question from Dan he says dear Mr. Papillon and Mr. Koppis I have a Samsung Focus S running some version of Windows Phone 7 that I got for free in the smoked by Windows Phone contest my daily driver is an iPhone IPhone 5, which replaced my iPhone 3GS and it works great. That works great as an iPod. But do you have any suggestions for the Focus S? Uh, I want to replace it, uh, use it as a, a standalone type of device. I guess it would work as a zoom, but my music is managed by iTunes. I could use it uh, as an e-reader of sorts, but of course it's no Nexus 7. I can't seem to get it to stay on to work as an alarm clock either. I could wipe the data and then donate it to something like a women's shelter, but I'm wondering if there's a better use that I can have for it. Thanks again for your excellent Excellent podcast. Dan well uh, first thing here Dan you know it, this is a good question uh, and you mentioned you know that uh, you could use it of course for certain things like Zune or whatnot it could also be a dedicated media player still and you could use it for things like streaming music services like a Pandora or even a video streaming service like a Netflix some of those things would also uh, obviously work on that and it could be just your call it your third screen or second screen or whatever you want to call it and just use it for for things uh, for things like that um, you mentioned uh, of course that it could be used as a Zoom. it could also be used as a podcatcher if that's what you want to If you're trying to offload some of the big files that you have onto something like that, you could do that there as well. But then you can also check out some of the niche apps that are out there Um, Just a couple of things that I thought of were if you wanted to make it a dedicated voice over IP calling device, you could always install Skype and use it on there. And that could be what you use that for. Or you could grab something like gotcha and uh, gotcha would turn that device into a motion detection camera that could then be controlled over the Internet. So you could do something kind of crazy and different like that and, you know, have it, you know. Plugged in and sitting in the kitchen and or wherever and, and monitoring a space and so you can get uh, updates whenever something happens whether it's like a, a cat that walks by or someone and you know an, an intruder comes into your house i mean there's lots of different things you can do with that so um you know take a look at what's in the app store and see if there's anything of interest in there for you and uh, or just think about what your your kind of your uses are right now uh, i mean there's i guess the possibilities are as endless as the number of apps that are out there as far as what you could do with it i don't know joe any any thoughts for him on what you would do i mean obviously you do have uh, although it's an ipod it's not a windows based device but you do have an ipod touch that you use uh to kind of offload what kind of things do you do on there
1: yeah, I basically use that mostly for the SiriusXM because I have that uh, app. You know, I have the subscription for that, so I listen to a lot of stuff through that. And also, I do listen to some uh, MP3s on it. Not very much, uh, but it's kind of my dedicated I put an armband on and listen to the, the music that way. Uh, every once in a while, I'll use it for Netflix, but not too common. Mostly, it's just a, a music kind of device. But I do like it for that, but I don't know if the Focus S is really good for that. I mean, he said he's got the 3GS, that he's got all the music managed to the iTunes. So, yeah, I mean, to me... Uh, this would be real tough. I'm not real familiar with Windows phone operating system, actually, to be honest. So uh, I would have a tough time with this one, too. I think, uh, you
0: know, I just thought of something that could be kind of neat, and I, I would definitely consider this. And And I don't know if it's this device or if it's your 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 three GS that you've got there, but maybe you need something dedicated in the car and you could get something set up there so that you've got an aux cable plugged into the device and a power cable plugged in. And then that, uh, you know, tethers off, to, you know, maybe from your, your iPhone five for, for data use. And then you can use that as streaming, uh, for the streaming music player or you could load music on there and then and then I don't know something like that. Like I'm just thinking of kind of some uses and then it could just be dedicated in there and you don't ever have to worry about, you know, having to, uh, you know, do whatever it is, you know, charge it up or lose power. I don't know. I mean, there's there's all sorts of little ideas. Do we have a good idea? No, there are no real great ideas. <laughs> I would say probably donate it. See if you've got someone who wants to buy it. I mean, you could probably sell it on eBay and make 50 bucks and put that 50 bucks towards something more interesting than whatever we're going to come up with here. But uh, <laughs> per, per, perhaps you'll find some use for it. Love to hear from you if you do. Uh, but thanks very much for sending in the question, Dan. If you have any questions for us, you can send us email questions at the cell phone dot com or give us a call. 206-203-3734. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll get anything you've got on a future show. It is Thanksgiving week, which typically means a lighter week as far as news. But we'll be back next weekend, as we always are, for show number 391. Joey, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at the junkie.com.